0: Let's just unearth some things. Anyway, I'm not supposed to be involved in this process, so I'm going to check this So, um, yeah. I'm throwing up my mojo today, because normally I get to choose what we're going to discuss before I preach, and so now we're just... Now you guys don't even know where we're going with this. So, uh, We are in... Uh, we are in rogue territory, BTW. We are not in... Um, after Pentecost, we took a break. We are not currently... In a lectionary, we're just like going by the spirit uh, right now, so uh, <laughs> yeah. you know this is like old school. And then um, I guess in September we'll probably pick back up in the lectionary, uh, And so um, we're we're in rogue turf uh, this morning. We'll see what happens. I didn't prepare a sermon, so you know, <laughs> uh, you know, it's like you know, come on, come on. But, uh, is that how it works in those churches? You're just like, Lord, you better come quick. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, used to, I used to work with a youth pastor, and literally he had a mini fridge in his office uh, full of nothing but Red Bull, just like, yeah. you know, and I thought it was just like, I don't know what I thought, but like before experience. Wednesday night service, he would just start cracking those things open. Like, and it was just like, he. that's how he prepped for, uh, for like 35 junior hires on the Wednesday night. You so, know, like, yeah, it was like cases of Red Bull and a Super Nintendo. Like, it was just like, it was just like let's do ministry. You know. Um, all right, so this morning uh, we've been reading bits and pieces of John chapter 20, and I want to jump in and I'm going to read this a pericope for us, and starting at verse 19. It's in your handout, hopefully it's in your heart. Um, (laughs) And, yep, here we go. Uh, New Revised Standard (laughs) Version. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, that's Sunday, for anyone keeping track, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met, Were locked for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. I thought that was really cool. Verse 24. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. And so the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. The word of the Lord. Thank you. Mm, man, that's so good. There's so much going on in there. I could just sit down right now. But I won't. Um, so, it, so, it's funny, um, Emily and Story were here last night for the, for the music party, missed it, but I was home with uh, Daily. and could we kill the fan? It's, I feel like it's going to kill me, I don't know. It's, pretty, it's freaking me out. <laughs> kill it, Kevin, kill it. Uh, anyway. This happens, this is a thing in Stranger Things 3, if you guys haven't seen. <laughs> Spoilers! <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> Everyone who's seen it is like, that's not true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, anyway, so, I was <laughs> putting Dana to the bed last night, and she was, like, trying to get me to crawl up in the top bunk to, like, um, <clears throat> to, like, I don't know, play or something, being Elsa's castle. I anyway, but uh, she... I was like, I can't, I'm too big, I'll break it, and she was like, she kept trying to ask like, formulate a question, but it like, wasn't working out, she was like, so when are you gonna, like, when are you gonna be my size? Uh, she was like, she was like, when are you gonna grow little? Uh, yeah, and all, and all, all that, and she was like, trying to formulate the question, and, and you know, I was like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> later, uh, you know. She's like, yeah, later. Yeah. Um, who here this morning has been doing? Uh, uh, you can't escape, right? You can't escape the face app, right? Uh, and uh, literally, if you're if you're on Facebook, I don't know, maybe not for you guys, but I say this about some things. But literally, when I scroll through Facebook, every single post, and I don't know if it's like on my similar age millennial friends, but every single post is like, here's me as an old person, here's me as an old person, and, uh, you know, it's just on and on and on, I mean, there's this fascination, uh, it, it kind of creeps me out, though, like, I did it with some of uh, some of you here, I went and took pictures of your face, and made you old, uh, and then some people got mad at me, some, I guess there's a lot of... Uh, like step out there now we can't like some someone told me that the russians are getting our information like this like, yeah. now that is stranger things but uh, uh, yeah so uh, like why do we think can we stop it? like the russians are not uh anyway but um interesting there is this sort of like fascination what will i look like when i'm older and um you know, when I so I did it with Emily and I a couple nights ago, and I look like I like death. You know, uh, I, I don't know why. I think it was, I think it was the lighting, uh, but uh, yeah. So anyway, but people have been posting all of these pictures, and underneath uh, each one, the captions are the best part because. It's like everyone's like commenting and captioning, they're like, that's what 10 years of ministry will do to you, or like, that's what you get for having kids, or, you know, something like that, like, hard life, you know, uh, as if, like, you can't grow old without, like, these things happening to you, you know what I'm saying, like, like, if you look like that, something must have gone wrong, you know, <laughs> you know rather than, like, you just can age, uh you know, but but I guess there there I think there is some truth there. I suppose that like you will not reach uh, the age that is elderly, right, um, without also encountering some sort of suffering in your life, uh, right? Through like something and there's fairly inescapable, uh, you know, when it when it comes to um, pain and suffering and getting older and aging, right? And to be honest, uh, you can look at some folks. And you can, like, just tell by their face, right, like, oh, you've seen some stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, especially the ones with scars on their face, you know, you're like, did you battle a lion, you know, (laughs) like, uh, anyway, by the way, total side note, you can, they're like, in the app, who here has the app, just confess, if you scroll, if you scroll to the Jeremy's. Uh, if, you scroll, <laughs> if you scroll like to the side, you can put tattoos on your face. Yay. Like this is part of the app. But like, if you want all the the other ta- like the other special stuff, you have to buy the pro app. I don't know what we're talking about this. But uh, like, if you keep scrolling far enough, like like so, there's tattoos that are off limits unless you get the paid version. And one of the ones that's off limits is of course like the tear. Yeah, uh, because we all know what that means. Anyway. <laughs> What are we talking about? Okay, verse 24. Uh, So, um, in the Bible, uh, verse 24. uh, So, the disciples, um, the disciples, uh, all but uh, Thomas, are here in the room. And Jesus appears, uh, like he does, in his uh, post-resurrection form. And they all get this really cool encounter, uh, but then in verse 24, like you see, but oh, but Thomas wasn't there uh, when when Jesus came. And I always read this narrative, and maybe it's maybe it's my lens in which I read scripture, and like you know, you read scripture and you just like put yourself in there somewhere. And uh, I'm always like, man, that would totally happen to me. You know what I'm saying? It's like the moment that like I've slipped out to the laundromat, like, Jesus shows up, uh, and and the disciples just had this amazing encounter, but it's like, you know what I'm saying, it's like, but I missed it, because I was out doing laundry, or, or something, you know, just something ridiculous, like, I, you know what I'm saying, have you ever been to, or like, you walk into a room, you come in late, or something, and then you realize, like, people are crying, and there's tears, and and, and, like, everyone has had some mystical or encounter with God, and then you're just like, I guess I'll sit over here, you know. And it's just sort of this moment where you just sort of, I don't know it's the FOMO in me or something, but you just sort of feel like you're, you're missing out on some stuff. And so this happens uh, with, with Thomas, and, and it's kind of funny because uh, it's like, if Jesus is going to show up, like, does he not know Thomas is not there you know, it's like, Jesus, didn't didn't you know? Like, I wasn't like I wasn't back yet, but you came anyway. And um, so th- there's this interesting sort of like missing out that happens. Then, if you see in the text, and a few verses later, Thomas then gets this really cool like connection uh, with with Jesus, right? And Jesus addresses things that that Thomas said. When Jesus wasn't in the room, right, and and then he gets you get this really cool one-on-one moment with, with Jesus and Thomas uh, that happens here in the text. Um, so uh, so it's kind of it's kind of neat. Uh, but honestly, I'm I'm fairly with Thomas. You know, we call him Doubting Thomas. We throw Thomas like under the bus constantly. Thomas took like Christianity to Africa, by the way. You know, I mean that guy was off the chain. Um, not that God wasn't already in Africa. Okay, <laughs> religion students are like Jesus was not already. Anyway, um, but um, it's you know, typically you know, typically when someone dies, they're dead, right? You know, typically when someone stops breathing, uh, they don't start breathing again, right? Like, why do we always lump ourselves with the disciples who were like in the room? you already know, right? like? They, are, they were there. They didn't even have the chance to doubt, you know, but with Thomas, uh, Thomas wasn't there, right? And as far as we can tell, you know, there's a fair chance that, that Thomas didn't even get to maybe see uh, Jesus in his crucifixion, right? Uh, and this, so, so there's a fair chance that you know, Thomas didn't see the, the crucified Christ, and then he's like, "Now I've missed the resurrection, you know." And so there's there's just a little bit of like, "I need something here." So uh, you know, it's it's uh, I, I hate to um, hate to be too hard on him. Um, you know, perhaps I I wonder uh, if this morning if we aren't a little bit more like Thomas um, than anyone here, right? Um, that we aren't also uh, like Thomas, a little broken, uh, a little doubting. Um, yeah, you know, uh, one of the one of the wonders—I don't know if "wonders" is right. Where we talked, Chelsea kind of led us in a conversation about wondering last week, last week. But um, I find myself at, at wonder at, at how uh, how much we are this way uh, sometimes, and how how broken um, we all are. You know, it's like the one thing like. We try to hide, uh, you know, we talk about doubts or we talk about brokenness as this thing in in which uh, we're not, uh, you know, when we are, uh, when all of us are, right? I feel like the the further I get to know, uh, you know, folks and and you guys and the deeper we get to go as a community, like, like, more stuff is unearthed. Uh, right, and that we find, oh, we are, we are all also human, right? We all uh, deal with, uh, you know, trauma and depression and anxiety and, and addictions, you know, like we are all, we are, we're human and we are here together and yet we gather together and we, we, we come and we worship and yet we are broken and we are wounded, right? Um, anybody here not have wounds this morning? We should line up right here. We could just we could fix that very easily. You know, uh, my dad. Anytime I would get hurt, my dad he thought. So BTW, when you become a dad, you think you're funny. Uh, and uh, I deal with this. Jason deals with this on a regular basis. Uh, you yeah, know, uh, Ryan really struggles with this. Uh, <laughs> No, but um, you know, but anytime I would get, anytime I would get hurt, like he, like I would like hurt my arm, and he'd be like, "How about I hurt your other arm, and that'll make you feel better?" You know, so. funny. He's not. He's not funny. Uh, you know, um, you know, I don't think it's any, um, I don't think it's any coincidence that, that we feel most lost, right, uh, when we're hurt and, and and when we're wounded, right. It's like, it's like you've lost, uh, you sort of lost the, uh, the game. Um, you know, we feel most, most hopeless, uh, when, when we're wounded. Um, Emily, uh, this has sort of been back and forth in our marriage for, you know, the last 10 years now. Anytime I'll like really get hurt, uh, or something like in the house and, and which happens, I feel like so there's a correlation between like being a nine on the Enneagram and getting hurt more uh, because when you're at home, you're sort of like, you're like in your inner sanctum and maybe you're not like totally like on point and like, and so you stub your toe a lot or something. Anyway, like so like if I'll get like hurt, like really bad though or something. Um, like on the floor in pain. Emily's like immediately like, "Are you okay? Tell me what happened. What happened?" Yeah. And, she, and like she gets really upset at me if I don't immediately respond like with what happened. Uh, but if you have ever been like really hurt, you know like the moment you get hurt, like you're not talking to anyone. You're just hurt like. You know the frontal cortex or whatever is just like, boop, boop, you know, it just, it's like I got. There's there's no words right now. And she's like, tell me what happened, you know. So we go we've gone back and forth with that over the years, but I'm like I can't like give you immediate response when I'm like bleeding, but, um, you know, it's like. But sometimes when you're sometimes when you're hurt, like it's you're just hurt, like you got nothing, right? There's no. You're just wounded, right? It's just, and that's okay, right? And that's that's okay. It's just like where you're at in that moment when that happens. You're you're hurt, you know. I, I don't think it would, uh, I don't think it would take very long, right? If we were to make a sticky note like this, and all flash oh, cards, and just write down the places and the ways in which we're wounded, right? Like, I mean, we like that would be like crazy easy, like zero thought, like. You know, uh, and there's some, there's even some larger wounds in places that were broken in our lives that, I mean, they're just, they're like life-forming and life-shaping, right? And you can name those wounds instantly, right? Uh, because they're, they're like scars, they're part of your story, they don't really go anywhere, they're just part of who you are now, uh, escapably forming us. And so, um, uh, yeah, we all have those stories, um, If something happened, or, someone died, or something said, or something wasn't said, right? Because wounds come in all shapes and sizes, right? Because suffering is universal, uh, right? Uh, all of creation groans, right? Look at someone and groan this morning, just... All of Groan with creation. Groan with creation. That was unexpected. Usually when I try to get you to say something, everyone's like, I'm not saying that. (laughs) This is so stereotypical. I say, like, groan, and all the men are like. (laughs) This is a little bit easier, I guess. Okay. Uh, Um, Yeah, go for it. Uh, Some of us, um, yeah. You know, some, some of us were even hurt years and years and years ago, right? And it's like, like a, uh, you know, when we were children, or, or you were left out, or you weren't there when Jesus showed up, or, you know, there's, there's so many things, uh, right? And then we retain this sense of, like, unbelonging, or, or worthlessness, or, um, you know, it becomes like a thumbprint on our lives, like right? Like a virus in our DNA, um, and so we are so broke. We sometimes we attempt to even break, you know, all the other new relationships we get in, right? Yeah, maybe even subconsciously. And so I think a lot of times we, you know, we feel the most lost or, or um, in, in our in our brokenness, we feel like, you know, we've really, you know, like if it were, it's like you gave life an attempt and then it didn't work out, and then it's just like broken. It's like, you know, it's like game over Mario Kart or something, right? Speaking of brokenness, have you guys seen our minivan? It is the worst. Like, it is just like, so, we got rear-ended like a couple months ago, and, and so, this thing happens like when, like, your car gets hit and you're poor, you know? Where it's it's still just broken. And, anyway, and, and so, it's still there. Like, it's out there right now, and it's like this huge, like, you know, when you're a minivan, okay, and you get rear-ended like that, like, everybody knows about it. Like, and now, like, one of the brake lights is out, but I can't fix it because you can't open the back hatch to fix it. So, now the police are aware, and, uh, you know, some sometimes it's in life, it's just like you've got, like, a big, broken back hatch, and... It's everywhere. Like, everyone sees it, right? I mean, it's just sort of like part of it, if you're a mini Uh But the thing is, it's still drivable. It's still drivable. It's a good, uh, it's a good car. Uh, and so, um, by the way, total side note for you guys. I'm not going to share her story, but Kelsey had a huge broken... Broken story last week. You guys should give her a hug. That's okay. You don't have to. You don't no, have to. you should give her a hug. She loves hugs, especially from people she doesn't know. So, uh, yeah. The most fascinating part of this narrative in John, you know, it is what, you know, sometimes I think we miss with this is about. Uh, you know, it, it's what Thomas wants to see. And, and it's not that he just wants to see Jesus, right? He wants to see the imprints of the nails, right? He, he wants to see Jesus' wounds. And, and in fact, he doesn't even actually really want to just see Jesus' wounds. He says, I want to touch the place, the imprint, right, where it was on his hands and on his side, right? Isn't that interesting? Like, he literally wants to touch these wounds. Um, you know, Thomas has questions about the reality of things. Uh, And rightly so. Uh, You know, it it is hard to believe. And so in this moment lies this sort of like holy uh, paradox um, that's sort of happening here. Uh, That we come into in this text that, that this sort of embodies the moment in which we all get stuck, I think. This reality... That there can be wounds. That there can be a resurrected Jesus, but yet also a Jesus who still has his wounds. That we can have wounds, and yet we can also have resurrection. Right? It doesn't really make sense. That, that Jesus is, is here, and he's standing, and he's eating, and he's alive, but yet, right, he still has his wounds. And we spend, we spend like, this is so weird for us because we spend like all of our energy and all of our money and all of our resources like trying to separate ourselves from these things, uh, from these things that that, that hurt, uh, that, are, that are broken, right? Like our, our culture has left our toolbox completely empty uh, knowing how to, uh, like Chelsea would say, walk in the dark, um, you know, and so we... You know, we'll do anything we can, uh, you know, medicate, play more video games, you know, sometimes we buffer ourselves with uh, other stuff to try to just move away from the things that are hurting us or that are broken, rather than uh, figuring out what could it mean to, to move into them or to move through them. Uh, could could our wounds and yet also our resurrection coexist with each other, right? Um I would say, I would venture to say that that uh, it's maybe it's always worked that way, that that the universe itself is sort of geared um, for our wounded, for our wounds, and yet for our healing. Right. The great Richard Rohr would call this um, uh, great love and great suffering. Right. That this is actually the the way it's all wired. Right. Great love and great suffering, right? Uh, in the Christian tradition, we call this like that the Paschal Mystery. When we talk about Christ, right, that that he he lived and died and lived again, right? Uh, that this is sort of the flow of the universe. This is this how how it really operates. Um, that I think this is this is the DNA uh, of us all, and it's what Jesus came to teach us on the cross. Uh, I think we've been given a really poor uh, theology around the cross. Uh, I, I you know, I think maybe far too often we've been told that Jesus came to uh, suffer so that we would not have to suffer rather than Jesus came and suffered so that we might learn how to suffer. Right? Those are very different. Um, you know, we we you know we do everything we can from our architecture to our the lyrics in our hymnals uh, to to frame God as Almighty <laughs> as possible. Um, right? I mean the, you can just hear the songs in your head. Um, but we do little to talk about uh, a, a a Christ who is who who is vulnerable, um, who dies. Uh, right? Honestly, it's the best part of the narrative, (laughs) I think, uh, during Christmas. Like, we get to talk, we get to remember that Christ came as this helpless infant, right? Um, What? Like, it's a little bit of a different um, narrative. And so, healing and woundedness, great suffering, and great love uh, will be, I think, our, our means of transformation, right? These two together, like, are necessary for your growth and for our growth together, um, because without them we aren't going um, anywhere. And so it is in perhaps the ob- observing and and the touching and the loving our brothers and sisters and in fact all of creation and all of the material world in its state of suffering that becomes our necessary uh, starting place. Right? Uh, that's that's where we actually have to begin. That's actually where we have to start. Um, this morning, and so if, if you feel like you're burning maybe through all your energy and, and all your resources and all your relationships to try to escape the universal teacher, right, that, that is your wounds, uh, man, you're gonna your tank's gonna be on empty, uh, and you might end up looking like one of those really old people on the face apps, you know, lonely and and sad and dead. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a hell-like state because you can't ultimately escape these wounds, right? Uh, that's what they're called scars, you know, they're, they're still there. And so I wonder this morning if, uh, if we haven't missed the crucial message in, in how to move, uh, what to do with our wounds and our suffering, how to move through these moments in our lives into, into that next place right that 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 what all these places uh and and things in our life are are here for what is what's the work that our wounds have to do you know i think our culture really invites us into hell uh the more uh the more it tries to teach us how to like separate ourselves from our pain Uh, right isn't that ironic uh you know I, i i really do think like the more we try to like like move like separate ourselves uh from all our wounds like that's actually more of a hell like place because heaven I think has everything to do with with the work that 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 Jesus has to do with your wounds in the world. Right? Like like what you're here to do in the world I think has everything to do with your wounds. And 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 it's like you're like your holy discontent, right? It's like what you're uh you know, we're we're here to, to do something. Um, We're here to be a part of something. Um, You know, I think if I'm really honest, I've been marinating a lot lately on um, just how we're also... I just feel like we're trapped so much in our... I'm not talking about us here in this room. I just mean, like... Usually when I say us, I mean America. uh, Or or something, you know. Like, you know. Uh, It's just like we're... Man, we're just all really... We're just, like, bubble-wrapped. You know what I'm saying? We're not, like, doing... That's awesome. We're not really uh, we're not really doing anything. It's it's they're not yeah. They're yeah. They're not bubble wrapped. Uh They are raw. They are they they are teachers. Uh, you know, I'm wrapping up here. I'm on the plane. But um, you know that that our you know it's like it's like our brokenness gets the best of us, and like we never. Uh, you know, we never deal with it enough, do the shadow work and, like, move through it into the next thing, like, and what we're here to do in the world. We're just also uh, trapped and ensnared by our hurt and our pain and our addictions and our trauma, and, like, and instead of, like, working through it or coming through the other side or finding a thin place uh, and, 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 and inviting this, like, a, a, a plan of God in, in, into this moment, right? We're just like, how oh, we just sort of bubble wrap it or we kind of separate from it and, and, it, and it never you know and it's like man how many people live and die and it never really goes anywhere you know it's like it's like would you rather like would you like rather live would you rather like die today like really well or live like another 50 years half ass you know and, it, and it's like that like that's what I feel like so much we get caught in our, in our culture uh you know, it's like when we when we when the resurrected Jesus encounters our wounds like something is, is meant to happen, right? Because our wounds have work to do uh, in the world. Uh, right. Um, the other day uh, I had this, this kind of an odd moment. And I don't know why I've just been really trying to grab it, but I got a really nice old lady who lives across the street from us. And uh, she was, like, in her yard. She's, like, in her yard, like, all the time. She's, like, my hero. Like, what I, right. And apparently she's, like, really busy, but she's, she's always in her yard. But um, anyway, but she, like, cut her hand on a rose bush. And she, like, I was just knocked on the door, and I opened the door, and she was, like, standing there, and her hand was bleeding. And she even had, like, the Band-Aids with her, but she didn't, like, you know, she couldn't, like, you can't, like, band-aid your own hand, you know? And uh, and so she came in and opened the band-aid. And just sort of, like, something of a, there's something, like, depth here in this moment where I'm, like, putting my hand on my neighbor's hand, this you know, this wounded moment, and kind of helping her uh, with her bandage. Uh, it's something that's just, like, intimate about it. You know, I wonder this morning if... Um, if it doesn't take a lot of vulnerability and a lot of courage to just show up sometimes. Uh, normally when, when we're wounded, it's we, it's hard to even show up. Um, it's hard to even look at our wounds, let alone touch our wounds, right? Or to let anyone else touch our wounds. Or to uh, to go to, like that next level. That's what things like AA are like, like. They're really doing it. You know what I'm saying? Um, We're trying. They're doing it. You know. Um, Jesus came, lived, and was crucified. Was dead and buried and was risen again so that we might learn how to live and die and be reborn again this morning. Thomas comes, and we come this morning so that we might literally... And this is what we do every week. This week we might be doing it with pancakes because it's a long story. But uh, we we put our hands on this and and sanctify it. Uh, But we do this every week. We literally take our hands and put them over the wounds of Christ. And they become a part of us. And it becomes a part of our narrative. I love that text in... Uh, earlier in John I'm the bread of life your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness and they died this is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die I'm the living bread that came down from heaven whoever eats of this bread will live forever and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh What if we could be wounded and yet resurrected at the same time? Today we are all invited to touch the wounds of the Christ and walk into new life. Let's pray this morning. Lord, we give you thanks for the gift of uh, this text and your disciples and what it means that we can be a part of this story. That we ourselves are writing text and being your disciples. Uh, that we are entering into this narrative ourselves and that our stories are being played out in the universe. Lord, thank you for the gift that is our wounds. Uh, that none of us escape. That we all have. Lord, give us the courage to look them into the eye and, and to lay them at your feet Lord to let them move us into the world Lord because they've got work to do and you've given us something to do here in the world That it's all part of it Lord that death is not the great enemy but it's just part of the plan and that it's part of this whole thing that you're doing is is, uh, moving us into new life Lord and the only way forward is to somehow continue to die so that we might continue to live again and so we give you thanks for this pattern We give you thanks for a new life. We give you thanks for resurrection and and even the way forward for us uh, into new places as a church. And so we give you thanks this morning. Amen. Amen.